You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to another edition of From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. We had the rare Sunday Zoom from Chiefs training camp where Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, and rookie cornerback Lajarius Sneed spoke to the media. So we're going to present that to you today. First, you'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We'll take a quick break and then we'll switch over to Watkins and Sneed. But let's start right now. Here's head coach Andy Reid. A little change of schedule today. Um, We're in a phase two period. So with the vet, well, with the whole team. And so... Uh, with phase two, you're allowed to wear helmets and padded shirts, no offense versus defense. Um, and then we had a special teams period. So got a lot of good work in. Um, and again, we'll have two days of this, and then, then we'll be able to start doing some offense versus defensive things with shells on. Um, anyways, it was a good practice today. Good to have the guys moving around. It's the second phase of the ramp-up period. Um, and the guys, they, again, they, they moved around. Uh, quick, but again, there were no offense versus defense. All right, time's yours. <clears throat> Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, how you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Adam. Good. Hey, was curious about Juan Thornhill. I know he's on PUP, at least for now. Can you give us a sense for how he's doing and when it's reasonable to expect he might be back to practice? Yeah, we'll have to see how, you know, how and when um, that he's there. He is doing well at this time so we'll just once we get into that phase where we're moving them around the you know the guys the trainers are moving around a little bit more um but we'll be able to tell but he's not ready obviously right now let's go to herbie go ahead herbie hey good morning coach good to see you yes coach with so many moving pieces on the offensive line specifically the guard position and and lucas niang electing to opt out what are some of the challenges to fully evaluate what you have there without the benefit of OTAs. And as a follow-up to that, uh, as a follow-up to Adam's question on the pup list, Rankin's also on there. Um, how is he progressing? Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I mean, they're, they're all making good progress. It's just a matter of when they could come back. So as they ramp them up, the trainers, uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, neither one ready to go right, right now. Um, and then as far as guys go, you know, I thought Brett did a nice job of bringing a couple of veteran guys. Um, so we've, we've, got, we've got numbers there. We've got some young guys. And we've got, uh, you know, these couple of veteran guys that are added into the mix. So I think we'll be okay uh, number-wise um, as we go forward. And then, listen, Herbie, I mean, we've got, uh, we've got a number of padded practices that we'll be able to evaluate. So uh, – well, right now, listen, right now they're doing a good job. And then, you know, how Andy does anyways, he rotates everybody and yeah, they all play uh, the different positions inside and outside. So, Go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Hi, Matt. Um, so you guys had a team meeting last week about voter registration. I'm just curious how proud you are of Patrick and Tyron for really taking a leadership role on all of this. 
Yeah, well, they had a chance to, you know, talk to the team. And I, I think what's important there is that uh, you can make a difference. Uh, uh, and that's what, that's what those guys understand locally, nationally, um, they can make a difference. So, and, and, um, and so they're, they're, they're going with that. They, as a team, the guys feel that that's an important thing and they've all jumped in and um, are, are working to register and, and go forward. <clears throat> Let's go to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Andy, in a, um, in a normal season, this would be game week. And uh, with, with the game on Saturday, I'm just wondering, what, what are you guys going to do to simulate games um, in, in the next few weeks? Yeah, well, we'll get them in pads first. And we'll, there's a ramp-up portion of that, too, where um, we'll, we'll keep them in pads short. And then we'll keep building there to our normal two and a half hours so uh, on the field. Uh, which is the CBA, uh, which is in the CBA rules there. So, um, and then uh, we we will hit every situation that we can think of. I'm I'm sure there there'll be some that pop up that you don't think. Of, but for the most part, we'll have everything taken care of situationally, and then uh, we'll we'll roll from there. We we do some other drills that kind of work into your team type thinking, uh, but we normally do that too. It's things you've seen. Let's go to Therese Paler. Go ahead, Therese. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? Hey, Tres. Hey, um, quick question for you. Um, just wanted to know your thoughts on Patrick purchasing a piece of a ro- of the Royals and, like, what your initial reaction to that was. Yeah, well, I'm proud of him. I, you know how, he, how he's wired. I mean, he, he's all in with the city, and um, I think he expressed that, if he already hadn't. He, that's, a, that's been uh, – that's a, a definite sign that, that he is, I would say. Um, and he loves baseball, so it's a it's a match. Um, I, I joked him, you know, he, he's not he can't play and do both, but he he can be a part owner of one and play the other. So his two loves. <laughs> Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, thank you so much, Coach, and uh, good to see you. Hi, uh, I might need to get I might need to get him whatever whatever slim thing you got going on right now. But uh, a couple questions. Obviously, this would have been the start of the NFL season with the Hall of Fame game and the Hall of Fame weekend. A couple questions. One, who, who, who are the top three Chiefs players, former Chiefs players, do you feel should be in the Hall of Fame? And then also, uh, secondly, you know, some of, your, some of your players, obviously Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, they boast about winning five seven championships. I know it's something that you don't usually like, but uh, do, you, do you mind them doing that or do you agree with it or what? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, listen, I'm not on the hall. I don't get to vote, but I, you guys can make, make that uh, decision on, on the vote. There's so many good players that have been through here that it's hard to pick them out and, and coaches. I mean, uh, there, there's some legitimate uh, candidates for, for, from a coaching standpoint. So um, as far, what was your other part there? The, um, the last part of your question there, just, Yes, sir. No, uh, my question was obviously Tyreek Hill talked about winning seven yeah. championships. Chris Jones yeah. five. Just, do you think it's over the top, or do you? Yeah. Agree? So listen, I'm. I mean, you guys know how I how I roll with that. I'm not. I'm not big on it, but um, on the other hand, I'm, I appreciate their confidence. But now it's time to work. So you put all that aside, and um, you, you got to grind down and, and get going. And, and so they're they've been willing to do that, and I think they'll continue to do that. Um, that's the way they're they're wired there. But. Um, you know, it's a long off season with a lot of people asking a lot of questions. So things happen, and and uh, but we move on, and and like I said, you got to go through this process. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Good morning, Coach. Thanks for taking some time, as always. I, I was just curious. Um, we, we're getting Sammy Watkins for the first time uh, in a while, and this offseason there was that stuff where he would maybe desire a bigger role in the offense and so on and so forth. And I just was curious, what were your conversations like and what are your expectations maybe for Watkins here as you guys enter? I believe it's the third year now with him. Yeah, I'm a big Sammy Watkins fan. So I, I think he's a heck of a football player and really helps us make this thing go offensively. So um, uh, I, I don't worry about all that. I'd hope he'd want the ball more. I mean, that's, a, that's what great players want. And so um, that, do, that doesn't bother me that he, that he said that. I'm glad he's back here and he'll have, he'll have opportunities for sure. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, good to see you. Um, I have a, a, a question that I don't know how much you guys have tried to go through yet because everything is obviously so new and fluid, but because this is a unique situation, has it sort of given maybe you and the rest of the coaching staff uh, sort of new ideas that you want to attempt to address in these practices? Because obviously, um, you know, you have a limited amount of time, but is there something new that you want to do from a practice standpoint that maybe you would not do in a traditional training camp in St. Joseph based on obviously having a lot of the guys already in the system and going in uh, to returning on the team? Yeah, well, we're going back. We're, we've obviously done our off-season studies. We were able to give the players that over Zoom, and, and now we're able to work on those things. And then any additions that we put in, we're able to work on those. And, you know, the one nice thing about having it slowed down a little bit is that you're able to teach you can walk through it. Now we're able to run through it. And then eventually we'll get into pads and there's no lull in the action. There hasn't been that month off where guys have put it aside and then they come back and they're, they're right into the mix. So um, I, I look at that for right now as a, as a positive thing. I, you know, you'd, everybody would love to have the off season, but that's not what it is. So the positive is that we're getting all that worked in. The guys have been so receptive. You can tell that they paid attention on the Zoom, which can be tough, you know, when you're at home and some of these guys have children. So you got you got the little ones running around and kind of juggling that. But um, they, they, their retention's been great and they've been working hard. So we appreciate that. All right, guys, we have time for a couple more. Let's go Sam and then finish with Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, hey, Andy, good to see you. Uh, we talk a lot about sort of the process and how this is different than, than a normal year, but uh, I'm, I'm curious, without being able to be in pads yet, what is missing? Like, where are you guys behind? Um, and I know everybody's in the same boat, right? But where are you guys behind compared to a normal year, and how do you, how do you address that? Well, because they, they gave us a couple extra practices in pads, we're, we're going to be okay. So we've got four practices here without pads on, and – uh, we should be okay. We should be able to cover all the situations that we normally cover, which is important in this day and age of football. So situational football, because of margin between wins and losses is, uh, is very important. So we're focusing in on that, making sure we get that taken care of at the same time, get the guys in football condition where they can uh, sustain four quarters, you know, but I, we're, you know, you're probably behind by reps that you've had in the off season, but other than that, uh, we should be able to catch up on some of that. Let's go to Matt Derrick to finish it out. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, thanks for your time as always. But, um, you know, we've all seen Patrick develop on the field, but I'm curious about him in the film room and the way he goes about scouting. 
and what you've seen from him in developing that skill, you know, over the last three years. Yeah, well, this has been a great offseason for that, uh, where we could go team by team and look at the different ways that they're trying to work against you, take things out from the year before when you had an opportunity to play and, and look at those different looks that teams are giving you. I thought that that review process um, where you couldn't do anything else but kind of do that um, what was beneficial to him. And you know how he's wired. I mean, he focuses in on things and uh, you give him a task and he digs in on it and, and works through it. So I, I think that helped him. Uh, again, every, we've got great defensive minds in this league. So these guys are putting together um, these unique looks for him and he's able to look through that as it's slowed down here a little bit with the offseason and power through it. At the same time, he knows he's going to get some more new looks. Um, but that's kind of how you build your quarterback resume as you go. It takes a couple, three, four years there, you know, to, to get everything down and, and then you're rolling. Coach, we appreciate the time today. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Patrick. Hope all's well, man. Um, we're talking to Sammy after you, and I'm just wondering, you guys talk a lot about what he does that maybe doesn't show up in the numbers. I'm wondering if you could offer just some examples of, of uh, what he does for you guys and how key was it to get him back this offseason? I mean, it was a, it was extremely important. I mean, uh, to have someone of his caliber who uh, really goes out there and, and plays well every single week, and like 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 you said, I mean, he does so many things well. Obviously, he catches the ball well. Uh, he scores scores for us, makes a lot of plays after contact. But also, I mean, just as far as blocking or, or running the routes hard and getting other guys open. I mean, in this offense, it takes every single person, and I think you saw that when the playoffs and his number got called, he made big plays happen, and so. Uh, uh, it's a guy that we, we love having back, and that's going to really help our offense uh, continue to progress and get better. Let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Patrick. I was just wondering, I think we've talked to you since uh, you, you purchased part of the Royals. I'm just wondering where the, uh, where the idea to, uh, to make that happen came from. It was a lifelong dream. and you, did, did you have the idea first, or was it Travis uh, going with the, with, with the Mets there? I don't know who had the the idea first, but uh, it, it was something where obviously I, I love baseball. I grew up in clubhouses, and I love everything about it. And uh, whenever the Royals uh, got bought uh, last year by the Shermans, I mean, I, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, it took a little bit of time. I mean, those things take time. So it took almost a year to get all the language right and doing it at the right timing with everything going on in the world, obviously. Um, but uh, we, we were able to do it, and they were able to let me join in with them and be a part of something that's going to be long-term and in Kansas City for a long time. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Pat, how are you doing today? Doing good. Good. Hey, just curious, um, over the last two years, what type of teammate Sammy Watkins has been? And maybe if you have a story or two that can illustrate what we're talking about here. I mean, he's been, he's been a great teammate. I mean, he's been someone that since day one has joined in at that receiver room. I mean, it's probably the one, the one the, that of the D-line is probably the most uh, fun room you could probably, probably be in, in in this locker room. And he's been someone that's that's been a leader in that room and someone that's got along with everybody. I mean, we we as uh, the quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, and tight ends and guys, we go usually – well, probably not this year, but we go usually uh, out to eat with the, the families, the girlfriends, and we kind of just uh, all hang out and, and eat dinner and sometimes go play chicken and pickle, play pickleball, whatever, whatever it is. And so uh, we, we, we all have great relationships in that room uh, in the whole offensive, offensive and defensive uh, room. That's what makes this team so special. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. So we all know on draft night Clyde was your guy. 
you've been work, working virtually all offseason with him, but to finally have him in the facility, you get to know him a little bit. What are your first impressions of Clyde? Yeah, first impressions, I mean, he's a hard worker. I think that's the, the first thing that you can see from day one. Uh, he, he's always wanting to learn more. He's wanting to get in every single rep. They let him in, and uh, he's someone that it's, it's gotten better every single day. And so I'm excited to have him and uh, adapt him and involve him more and more in the offense. And as he, he learns more, he'll be able to progress and have more success every single day. Let's go to Therese Paler. Go ahead, Therese. Therese, you got us? Yep, I'm good. Thank you. Hey, Patrick, how you doing today? Doing good. Hey, um, I, I think it's notable that you took a step of buying a team because we've seen a lot of big names in sports do that. He's buying a piece of a team, right? LeBron says he wants to. Um, Michael Jordan already has his own team. Uh, in the long term, and I know this is over a decade away, like I got it. You got a lot you want to accomplish right now. But in the long term, is there any part of you that's already thought about, okay, you know, I want to own a team fully one day in one of these sports um and has the last dance had any impact on you yeah I mean I've, I don't know if I've thought about that long of fully owning a team or, or whatever aspect that is but I, I'm obviously very interested in in all sports and being a part of sports even when hopefully a long time from now my sport sports days are over and I haven't fi- nailed uh, whatever where that's going to be at um, but I want to be a part of sports for the rest of my life because it's given so much to me as far as obviously on the field, but obviously, but also off of it, being able to have a platform to, to go out there and be a better person every single day. Let's go to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick. Hope you're doing good, man. Hey, my question to you about uh, you mentioned voter registration and the discussions you have with the team, and you mentioned you had your own struggles with it, just registering and then checking back on it and seeing that, you know, you weren't in the system. What's your advice for people that, uh, you know, are trying to register and, and trying to get, go through that process as well and taking your experience from that and telling them that, hey, this is important, this needs to be done, but you need to follow steps to go through it? Yeah, I mean, my advice is that uh, first find as much information from whoever you think the best person is to find information from. Um, get as much information on it. Make sure you're following the steps the right way. And then once kind of in my scenario, once you do uh, go out there and, and you, you do what you think you're registered and, and however you, you were taught and however you kind of went through the steps, to make sure you check on that and make sure that everything is done the right way. And then I, then I would say after that, spread the, spread the information. I mean, uh, spread the word around. Make sure you can get as many people registered as possible because that's how uh, people can show their voice in this nation. Let's go to Len Jennings. Go ahead, Len. Hey, Patrick. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, tomorrow marks the one month or month away from uh, kickoff of the season. I'm sure this month can fly by. How are you guys, how are you kind of uh, balancing everything that's happening in the news with it, with COVID and preparing for a season? And uh, secondly, your thoughts on the Tyreek uh, McCole Hardman uh, race? Yeah, first off, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing you have to do in all of 2020 is just try to make sure you accept every challenge the, uh, of the next day. You, you just really, every morning you wake up knowing that you're going to have to go in with an open mind, uh, prepared for whatever comes your way. And so for me, I mean, that's kind of how an ath- uh, athlete has to prepare for every single day, every practice, every meeting, whatever it is. And so I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. Every single day I wake up, it's a blank slate. I'm going to go out there, attack it, uh, be the best person, uh, athlete, or whatever it is that day. And uh, hopefully that, that we, keep, we keep going good as far as football facility and as a nation, we, we try to progress and get to the other side of this. And then the Tyreek and McCole race, uh, uh, I mean, obviously both the guys are super fast. Uh, I, I'm just lucky to have both of them. I think Tyreek got the first one, but I'm going to try to keep him from racing anymore. I'd rather them just run down the sideline scoring touchdowns during the game week. 
All right, guys, we have time for a few more. We're going to go Nate, Pete, and then Danny to close us out. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, thanks again for doing this, Patrick. Um, we just got through talking with Andy, and I'm interested from your perspective as a quarterback, having maybe a couple new offensive linemen to start the year, uh, with Clyde not having any preseason games, what do you feel like you and the office need to get most out of these padded practices that are coming up uh, to prepare yourselves for whatever situations you're going to see uh, when the regular season starts? Yeah, kind of just kind of like I said earlier, I think you just have to take advantage of every single rep that you have. Uh, if that's in the meeting room, if that's on the field, or if that's in practice, that's in a walkthrough, whatever that is, you have to take advantage of it. Knowing that you're not getting those preseason games, you have to, uh, you, you, practices are going to mean that much more. And uh, I think Coach Reed does a good job of that. I mean, he's going to put us in situations uh, that are going to be game-like situations. He'll try to prepare us for every single situation that, that we could encounter during the game. And then once you do get that, that one situation that might not be practiced, making sure you know what you, what you need to do. And so uh, I think uh, having those new guys and, and kind of setting the example of how we practice and how we play, I think those guys will, will fall right in and they'll, they'll kind of take that standard to there as well. And so uh, I'm excited for the opportunity to go out and keep continuing to move forward and progressing and, and getting to that next step of getting the pads on and then getting to the season, obviously. Go ahead, Pete Sweeney. Hey, Pat, thanks. I um, was curious first, uh, your initial impressions of the guard, Osimile, and then if you would, I was just curious, as you're getting ready for the season, I, I know you've done the workouts that you have on the high school fields with your receivers, but what's been the greatest challenge for you with this unique offseason of like getting where you need to be, feeling mentally ready for the year? Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, with with the with those simile and, and Rimmers, both those guys, both those guys are big. They're big and strong, and they're smart. And I think that's that's uh, the three things that you need to have when you come in to play in this offense. And so, uh, Kalechi, uh, I mean, when he shook my hand my first time, I, I had to like, hey man, easy a little bit, man. I mean, just how big and strong that guy is. Um, and so, I'm excited to have them. They're learning. Uh, obviously, this offense uh, uh, quickly and progressing quickly. It's good about having veteran guys like that. Um, but I'm excited for that competition in that room just to bring the best out of everybody. Uh, and then what was the second part of your question one more time? You got um, yeah, got it. Um, yeah, no, I was just curious. As you're getting ready for the season, I, I know one of the things you did was you go to the high school fields with the receivers. But I was curious, um, what else has been like the greatest challenge in getting mentally ready for this year that's coming up quick? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the uncertainty, uh, the uncertainty of, of every single day coming in and, and not knowing uh, exactly the, the routine that you always have been accustomed to. Um, but I think it's, 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 it's a good challenge to have. It's dealing with adversity early, early in the season, early even in the offseason, uh, and trying to accept that and try to come out better on the other side. Man. And so uh, I think it's going to be challenging, uh, challenging for everybody in this league. But uh, I'm excited for the challenge to try to go out there and show the world that we can do this the right way if we do it the safe way. Let's go to Danny to close us out. Go ahead, Danny. Normally this week would be one that you guys would be preparing for a preseason game or a game and kind of getting in that mindset, that mode. At this point in training camp, which has been very weird, how different is it compared to what you've done in years past? And where do you guys feel like you are compared to years past? Uh, first, I gotta get you a Texas Tech hat or something. Um, but uh, <laughs> don't second, hate. Uh, but I uh, know uh, the the thing with where we're at now versus last year. I feel like a lot of the guys are still in physically uh, the shape that they were in, or even better shape. I think guys really took it upon themselves during this quarantine time to keep their bodies in shape, and so that was. I don't want to say surprising to see, but that was good to see, exciting to see uh, when you come into camp and everybody is right where we left off at. 
Um, so now it's about the mental part of it. I mean, when you get these reps, I mean, it's hard to, to reenact these reps on Zoom meetings. So as these guys are getting more and more reps, we're putting in all these new plays. I think the coaches are doing a good job of really emphasizing the details of every single play that, so that when we hit the field on that Thursday night that we can play fast and play uh, chief football. Patrick, thanks for taking the time to me today. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. Welcome back to From the Podium. You just got to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. And now we continue along with Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins. Hey, Sammy, how you doing today? How you doing? Good. Hey, um, you remember in that um, interview you did two, three months ago, you talked about maybe World War III was just wanting to maybe you could clarify exactly what you meant there and also whether you still feel that way. And also you could have become a free agent if you wanted to. Why, why was it so important to you to stay in Kansas city with the chiefs? Um, very important to stay here. I think um, for, for what we did and winning the Super Bowl and the type of team and coaches we have an organization, um, why wouldn't I stay? You know what I mean? Um, I'm a guy that's been in the league now going on seven years and um, I've been on teams where I was not so good and we're not, we weren't winning. So um, my job was to really stay focused and, you know, be on a team to where we got well-established quarterback, well-established team and um, coaches, organization. And um, I think the fun is in the winning um, more than anything. And also about the um, uh, World War III and, and whether you still feel that way? Um, not necessarily World War III. Um, I'm just a, a deep guy, I think deeply, but um, – I think now I'm past that 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 phase of looking into things. Um, I just really want to um, get back to football. I think that's the important thing in my life that that um, I want to focus on football, family, and um, just focus on being a better player, a better man. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, what's up, Sammy? How you doing? Um, good. What is sort of the balance between wanting yourself to have big games week after week after week versus recognizing that the offense and you've got Tyreek, you've got Travis? I mean, what's sort of that balance mentally? Um, I think every receiver or any player want to go out there and do well and, you know, score touchdowns or catch as many as balls as you possibly can and get the yards. Um, and as myself, um, I want those type of things. And um, now do I have to – be mad or angry at the guys that's going out there getting it. No, um, I love my guys. I love to see guys going out there balling. And um, it's my job and my duty to serve um, others as well as they serve me. So um, as a receiver, yeah, of course, um, I want more balls and would love to have more balls. But that's not my focus. My focus in, in is getting the win and, and going out there having fun. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Sammy, the last couple of years in the playoffs, you've, you've had big games, whether it was against New England, obviously the play in the Super Bowl, Tennessee, you've had some big plays. What is it about the postseason that, you know, you just c come out of, out of nowhere really and have these huge games and have huge performances when it matters most? Um, I just think I stay prepared. Um, you know, I just stay prepared all season. And, um, you know, when those plays are called and those opportunities are presented, um, I try to make the best of them. And um, so far, man, coaching the staff and the players, um, when, it, when my name been called in the playoffs, um, I've been producing, and um, that's the best thing about um, staying prepared and staying um, ready um, when, when your name is called. Go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Sammy. How you doing, man? How you doing? Hey, you, you posted on social media uh, about voting. I'm interested to know your thoughts about the voting initiative that uh, Patrick and Tyron have started and if you have any involvement with it. Um, for sure. I think, um, you know, everybody should vote, um, not just on the president and little things like that, but 
when you're talking about voting, you can change a lot of things in your community. And um, I think that's very important for us athletes to speak up and talk about it um, and, and not get involved in the other craziness that's going on in the world. But I think voting is serious. And um, if we can change this, the small things and legislation, whatever going on in communities to get better people in, I definitely um, admire, I mean, admire the people that's out there fighting to vote and um, the people that's pushing and um, spreading that knowledge. Let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Sammy, whenever uh, people run back like highlight packages from the Super Bowl, one of the select few pet plays is always going to be that that play to you, the deep ball to get inside the twenty to set up the game winning touchdown. For you and your career, I'm just curious where where does where does that one rank? Number one, <laughs> um, just to do it on the stage and um, the timing of that game. You know what I mean? And um, to do it on one that I think arguably the top ten corners Hall of Famer. It's definitely one in the memory bank, and um, that, that's everywhere. My family, friends, fans, they always remind me, man, that's one of the biggest plays of the game, so I can always take that with me. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Sammy, thanks for taking some time. I was curious. I, I know that visualization is big for a lot of athletes, but we learned especially for you uh, this offseason. I, I was curious what you're visualizing for yourself in, in 2020 when it comes to yards, touchdowns, and maybe a role with, with the team. Visualizing um Super Bowl, I think when you're playing this game and you're on the type of team that we're on, as far as individual goals, yeah, you you love to have those numbers, you love to have all the touchdowns, but um you gotta be realistic with yourself and say that we have arguably seven superstars on one offense. Um I just think it's hard on the coaches. It's not hard on me. My game is just going out there playing, but definitely I have big goals for us to win the Super Bowl and, and that's the goal. And um Individual goals is, is 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 definitely set, but I think the focus is to to stay um, on trying to win games. And if we can win games and, and Super Bowl, and I can get a thousand yards, then hey, that that'll be great. All right, guys, we've got time for a few more, so we're gonna go Darren, Harold, and then Nate to close us out. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Sammy, uh, good to see you, and thank you so very much for doing this uh, as, as always. Um, wanted to follow up a little bit on Steve Walls' question about voter registration. You're leading the charge down in Florida. Could you talk a little bit more about what your involvement is in your hometown uh, in Florida and then also here locally since you do also live in Kansas City? How important is it uh, for the 3rd and 5th District for the Chiefs, the players to be organized and making sure the voters in those in those two districts here in Kansas City are registered to vote? Um, I think Pat, for the most part, and Tyron doing a well job as, of, as far as educating everybody in the locker room. Um, but back home, I just want to educate, not just back home, but anybody that's in the world that that that's wanting to vote and make the world a better place. And um, I just think voting right now is, is a big thing. And um, you see all the athletes stepping up and talking about it. Um, but I just think it's a good thing. Let's go to Harold. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Sam, I hope you're doing well, man. Uh, my question to you about just your wide receiver teammates, obviously being with Demarcus and uh, uh, Tyree and Travis, uh, you guys have just kind of spent a little bit of time together. How have they helped you kind of progress as a man throughout your career during your time here in Kansas City? You mentioned that security earlier. And then how have you just all worked with each other with route running and getting acquainted with Mahomes? Not just obviously virtually you can't do it, but just getting together as you guys progress as you've been together a while and try to be here for a little while longer. Um, we all just work well with each other. I think when I got in, you know, um, those are a group of guys that, that was very knit close. And I was the kind of guy that was kind of, Kind of standoffish, quiet, but once I got here, those guys made me feel younger, made me dance, made me 
pop jokes and little stuff like that. So it kind of made me open up. And um, it's good to have a group of guys like that in the locker room to um, to help you be yourself more. And I think we got a great group. And um, I just want to continue to improve on it. We'll go the Nate, Nate Taylor with the last one here. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Sammy. Uh, good to see you, man. I have two questions for you. Um, the first one is I'm interested beyond just dealing with the contract and understanding that the NFL is a business. How much – did your teammates um, sort of help involve you in your decision-making to come back to the team? Uh, how much did they, you know, sort of reach out to you to explain your, obviously your impact and your, uh, their desire to have you on the team uh, to sort of be part of the running back tour? And then secondly, your contract is sort of structured where it is uh, incentive-based. And obviously that is sort of tied to statistics. Uh, I just wonder why you felt comfortable going that route and how much do you feel like you still have to prove to yourself beyond just what the incentives are of the contract? Um, yeah, I mean, coming back here was, was the number one thing in the offseason. Um, and like I just explained, why wouldn't I come back to one of the best organizations, the best team? And, of course, we just won a Super Bowl. And if you look at the team, we haven't lost not one player who was active last year. So, my job and focus was to come back and try to, you know what I mean, win another Super Bowl. And I think that's the biggest thing. And as far as my contract, um, I think I made enough money. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I love more money, but as far as being smart and educated on this team and knowing that, you know, you got to pay Pat, you got to pay Chris, you, you got a lot of guys you got to pay. So for me to take a um, contract like I did was a blessing. Um, I still have opportunity to reach up to whatever amount that I can reach up to, but um, just really just showing the world, like, it's, it's not all about money. Um, this is my happy place, so why not um, take a smaller contract and, you know, come out here and play with the guys I've been playing with. Sammy, we appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Legereus, maybe this is a little bit of a difficult question that you really haven't started real practice yet, but do you have a sense yet of how – ready you feel you'll you'll be when the uh, season starts to, to play if they need you to uh, have some kind of significant role on defense? Uh, yes, sir. You know, I'm just right now just trying to learn the defense, trying to be a sponge and soak everything in as much as I can uh, in this small little time that we have. Let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Legereus, along those same lines, I know you don't have anything else to compare it to, but much has been made about your rookie class and, and just – how far behind you guys might be when you're out there on the field. Does it feel like you're you're behind? Does it feel like uh, okay, you really missed out on on those months of OTAs and mini camps? I mean, no, sir. You know, we we studied on the off season. We have virtual meetings. You know, our coaches doing a great job as teaching us. You know, us as a rookie class, we learning each and every day. We coming in, we soaking everything, and we're looking up to the veterans, and they showing us a hell of a job of how to be a pro. Go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Legereus. Thanks for taking some time. I know when you were first drafted, the team was really quick to say you're going to be a cornerback, and you seem very happy about that. I just was curious, how thrilled are you with that decision? How's it going, and, and why, why were you so happy to hear that? You know, that's where I started at. You know, wherever they put me, I was going to play it over and, and learn whatever I had to adjust to. You know, so each day I'm coming in, learning the defense, you know, watching the veterans seeing how they're doing things and how it should be done. And I'm trying to soak everything in. Let's go to Matt and Derek. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Legereus. Thanks for the time. 
You talked about learning from the veterans, and I'm just curious, you know, what are, you know, some of the specific things that you're, you're learning from guys like the Honey Badger and the other veterans you have in that backfield? Uh, such as being a pro? Yeah. Such as trying to communicate with others, you know, they talking in meetings, you know, just, just, just the defense, you know, they, they, they're giving us good clues and good knowledge about our defense that we're in. Let's go to Brandon Zenner. Go ahead, Brandon. Hey, well, Jerry, thanks for the time. I, I just want your initial reactions of getting to work under Spags and kind of what have you, what have you taken away? What do you like about oh, what kind of defense he has here at Kansas City? Uh, I, love, I love Kansas, man. You know, it's a great environment, you know, a friendly environment. Everybody around here, you know, very friendly. And, you know, it's not too much of a, oh, I don't want to help him. It's everybody together here. And I, that's what I love about it. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Legeris, uh, a couple questions. One, man, I, I loved you down in La Tech. I got a chance to spend some time down in Monroe, Louisiana uh, a little while back. But my question is, obviously, with no preseason games, of course, this is more like the college field for you where you go straight into into the regular season. So, you know, do you feel like it's going to be any different for you? And then also, uh, you've been able to match up against Tyreek as well as uh, McCall Hartman in practice. You know, what are your thoughts, you know, with their speed going up against them that you see – uh, that you see on the field versus what you saw on television? Uh, I feel like, man, they're going to prepare me for anybody in the league. I feel like they're one of the two of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and I feel like they're going to prepare me, you know, to be the best that I can be. Let's go to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Hey, Lajarius, I'm just wondering what the, um, uh, the, the biggest challenge has been for you. Anything that has surprised you or – just um, you know, just just tell us what the biggest challenge has been in the transition from college to pro football. Uh, the biggest transition is studying. You know, learning how to be a pro. And just the learning prospect. Let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Nick. Add one more, Lajaris. I was wondering if you had any opportunity, any stories yet of how you've, you've gotten Patrick on, on a play, maybe picked off a ball, or any time he's, he's gotten you. Oh, no, sir. We have, I haven't won against Pat yet. I haven't gotten none of his balls yet. Okay. I'm ready for it, though. <laughs> Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Lajaris. It's, it's good to see you. Um, I'm just wondering what it's like to go from – trying to learn everything virtually to just being a part of this rookie class, you guys going through it together, um, whether that's Clyde, obviously Billy Gay, uh, Bo Peep, just what are you guys trying to sort of, you know, share information with each other so that you guys can be prepared whenever the season does start? Uh, such as like, say we eating, like when we eating, we study together, we're walking around, we ask each other questions about the defense, you know, it's every day we, we challenge each other. All right, guys. Legerius, we appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank y'all. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.